Welcome to the weekend edition of the Gazette's Daily News Podcast. This podcast gives quick bites from the latest headlines coming out of the Gazette Newsroom. I'm Bailey Chihan. Up first, Jefferson High School receives a false threat. And later, the search continues for a missing Iowa trucker. Plus, something rotten is coming soon. The musical, not decaying food. A threat was reported at Jefferson High School in Cedar Rapids Friday morning, but it was a false alarm. Cedar Rapids Police Department believes the threat was a swatting call. Swatting calls are false reports of a serious crime with the intent of drawing a large law enforcement response and creating chaos. CRPD and firefighters responded to the reported threat at 1045 Friday morning. Safety protocols and a school lockdown were enacted while police swept the premises. No active threat was found, and the lockdown was lifted as of 11.25 a.m. Students were allowed to leave the school if desired. On January 17th, several swatting calls were made at roughly the same time at schools across Iowa, including Marion High School. This was the same day Iowa House lawmakers advanced a bill making it a felony to make a false report of a serious crime to law enforcement. Up next, a Cedar Rapids woman is facing murder and assault charges. 30-year-old Sharmisha Pirtle is accused of the murder of 29-year-old Anthony Fitz of Cedar Rapids. Fitz died at a hospital January 24th. Police found Fitz injured outside an apartment building at 1258 15th Street Southeast. Pirtle was arrested Friday on charges of second-degree murder and assault while displaying a dangerous weapon. Fitz's cause of death has not been released. Next, 53-year-old David Schultz vanished two days before Thanksgiving. Now, Sac County plans to use $25,000 of pandemic relief funds for a reward for information leading to Schultz. Sac County Attorney Ben Smith said from his reading of the law and U.S. Treasury Department regulations, the funds can be used in this way. Sac County received less than $1.9 million in total relief money. The reward is not yet active, but Smith said the Sac County Sheriff's Office has been, quote, working diligently to set up a process capable of vassalizing the intake of this information. On the investigation front, Smith said the online criticism directed at investigators has had a, quote, demoralizing effect, end quote, on those involved. In December, Sac County Sheriff Ken McClure said, quote, I don't mean this to sound critical, but we're getting a whole bunch of keyboard detectives and Perry Masons out here who are like, well, did you check this? This isn't day one, if you know what I mean, end quote. McClure went on to say that received tips are sorted and prioritized. The Sioux City Journal previously reported that Schultz's red with white stripes Peterbilt semi-trailer truck was found the afternoon of November 21st. The truck was parked in the middle of the northbound lane of County Road N14. The trailer had pigs in it, but David was missing. The truck and its lights were shut off, and the key was in the ignition. Deputies found David's wallet and cell phone inside. On the opposite side of the road, a towel, cell phone charger, and pocket knife were found with a coat. Anyone with information about Schultz's disappearance should contact the Sac County Sheriff's Office at 712-662-7127 or at the Iowa DCI 712-262-1873. Next. Iowa lawmakers advanced a bill that would allow county and assistant county attorneys to apply for professional weapon permits. House File 2083 would allow Iowa county attorneys who are issued a permit to go armed anywhere in the state at all times, including on school grounds. 
The bill outlined that permits issued would be valid for the duration of employment as a prosecutor unless otherwise canceled. With a professional permit, county attorneys would have the same authority to carry a gun as police officers, security guards, bank messengers, correctional officers, and private investigators. Iowa County Attorneys Association Executive Director Jessica Reynolds said while serving as a Story County attorney, an assistant county attorney was assaulted in a courthouse hallway by the brother of a defendant. Representative Lindsey James, a Democrat from Dubuque, was the only subcommittee member to vote against the bill. James said, quote, I certainly want to make sure that we have a safe, you know, court spaces, and I would like to see something like an investment in more court security if this is really a concern, end quote. The Iowa Judicial Branch is registered as undecided on the bill. Now for a spot of entertainment news. A musical scored with rock and roll music and set in the Renaissance is coming to Cedar Rapids. Something Rotten will take the theater Cedar Rapids stage February 9th to March 3rd. The story is set in South London in 1595. Don't worry, it leaves the Shakespearean language behind. The protagonist, Nick Bottom, pays a fortune teller to learn what the next big thing will be so he can get a head start. The answer, of course, is musicals. So Nick sets out to write the world's first musical and to one-up his friend-turned-nemesis, Shakespeare. Tickets range from $25 to $59 and can be bought at the TCR box office or at theatercr.org. You can find a link to each of the stories featured in today's episode in this episode's description or at thegazette.com. Finally, let's take a look at today's weather in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Today will be sunny with a high of 43 degrees and a low of 30 degrees. Temperatures will rise Sunday. Expect a high of 46 and a low of 28. Sunday will be partly cloudy. Thank you for listening to the weekend edition of the Gazette's Daily News Podcast. Stay up to date with the latest news from Eastern Iowa at thegazette.com. I'm Bailey Chihon.